Thank you for joining us on the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit us at salemalliance.org. Brandon Miller. I'm a high school pastor here at Sam Alliance Church, and it is my honor and privilege to share God's word with you today. Shout out to my high school students who are watching. I love working with high school students. I love them because they're open and they're ready. When they hear a God's, God's word, they're open to doing whatever is required of them to change in their life that they need to. They're just ready. And so I hope you are too today, Sam Alliance. Are you ready? Awesome. Because today we are continuing our series called God on the Move. Now you just got to see an awesome God on the Move story from one of our C1 and C2 crew. Um, And C1 and C2, this entire series is inspired by how good you are at recognizing the way God is on the move in your own life and how quick you are giving him credit for it. That is awesome. And so the rest of us in the church, your parents your grandparents, people in house churches, middle school students, high school students, young adults, all of us. We all want to be better at that too and learn from your example. And so for the next few weeks, we are looking at the most significant God on the move moments in the Bible to help us better recognize the God on the move moments in our own lives. Matthew 19, 26 says this, with God Everything is possible. And that couldn't be more true. I mean, this is the God who can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants to do it, no matter how he wants to do it. Talk about power. And God's people in the Bible knew this to be true about God, and so they prayed for the impossible. And God listened. Daniel, he prayed for the mouths of lions to be shut. And Jonah, he prayed for the belly of a hungry whale to be opened. Joshua, he prayed for the walls of Jericho to come down. And Martha, she prayed for the dead to rise. And God responded to their impossible prayers by doing the impossible. How cool is that? Now, I ask you, church, if God is capable of doing the impossible, then why would we ever pray small? I don't know about you, but I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I can get stuck in the rut of only praying possible prayers, the routine, mundane, low stakes kinds of prayers. I'll give you an example. A while ago, I got together with a friend of mine and we were going to get dinner. Um, And I had one of those days where I was really busy. I was running some errands before that. Do you ever have one of those days where you just get so busy that you kind of forget to eat? Yeah, I had one of those days. Moms in the room, you can relate. Moms who are watching, you can relate. But by the time we finally got to dinner, I was starving. (laughs) And my friend was just kind of chatting while our food was in front of us, and I had a one-track mind at that point. So I was like, hey, I'll pray for us so that we can eat. And so he takes off his hat, he bows his head for a real prayer, and then I, in one single breath, just go, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this meal, amen. And just start to stuff my face, right? And my friend looks at me and he's like, really? That's all you got? And he was right. It was a lame prayer. And sometimes we get caught up in praying things just because we think we're supposed to or maybe because we don't know what else to say. And in some seasons, that's the extent of our prayers, 
And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with those kinds of prayers, but they're also not very risky. But as we look to God's word, we see people who prayed bold and gutsy and fiery prayers because they knew that their God could do the impossible. And I don't know about you, Sam Alliance, but that's the kind of prayer life I want. So in our second week of our series, God on the Move, this is what we're talking about today. Let this truth stick in your head um, and don't let any other ideas get stuck in your head. Let this get stuck in your head like the baby shark song. If that's the case, it might be in there forever, but maybe that's not a bad thing. Here's what we're talking about today. If God can move in impossible ways, we can pray for the impossible. If God is capable of doing things beyond our imagination, things that we could uh, ask beyond and above what we could even think he's capable of, then we can have the boldness and the confidence to pray for the unimaginable as well. Now, one of my favorite God on the move moments in the Bible is from Joshua 10. And I want to read this story with you, but since this is family gathers with a kid's church kind of vibe, we're going to use some cartoon pictures. So watch the screen while I read this story. As the Israelites fought to take the land promised to them by God, the people who still lived there shook in fear, knowing they would soon be defeated. So the king of Jerusalem sent word to four other kings nearby, saying, Come and help me. Let's attack Gibeon. They've joined up with Joshua and the people of Israel. And so the five Amorite kings combined their armies and set out to attack Gibeon. When the Gibeonites found out about what was being planned against them, they sent word to Joshua. Don't let us down now. Come quickly. Save us. Help us. All the Amorite kings who live up in the hills, they've ganged up on us. And so Joshua set out with his whole army with him, all his toughest soldiers and his best fighting men. And as they marched, God said this to Joshua, don't be afraid of them, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. And after an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua and his troops quickly caught up with the Amorite kings and surprised them in an attack. The Amorites went into a panic and ran, but Israel chased them with their weapons, and God fought with them that day too. Now, let's pause the story here for a second. Joshua is doing pretty well in this battle, and he sees the ways that God is fighting with him in this story. But this, what about to, is a, what's going to happen next is a big twist in our story, because Joshua, he looks to the horizon, and he sees the sun is about to set. Remember, this is a time way before night vision goggles, which would be super helpful if you're going to fight at night. Joshua's in trouble. He knows that if the sun sets, he's going, the, his enemies, they're going to get away under the veil of darkness. And probably they're going to come back the next day with more weapons and more warriors. Joshua needs more time. He needs the sun not to set quite yet. And so Joshua prays for the impossible. He, he resorts to his most powerful weapon, which is prayer, and he prays this. What does he pray for? We'll have to find out after a quick break. But first, before that, say hello to my friend, Bro Montana.
What, 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 what's up, my dudes? It's Bro Montana, and we're here for another set of weekly challenges. Last week, we asked for you to show us your food trick shots, and unlike the Justice League movies, you did not disappoint. Check this out. Yo, that was straight fire. Every week, we're selecting a winner randomly by everybody who turned in their footage, and this week's winner is Brooklyn Bergman, who's coming in with a box of fruit snacks. That's right, we're taking you to Flavortown with a box of 90 fruit snacks. This week's challenge is the mannequin challenge. You're gonna set a scene, you're gonna freeze, and then you're gonna stay there where somebody walks around with the camera and captures it. This is kind of what it looks like. Step one, you're gonna take out your phone, you're gonna whip it sideways, and then you're gonna record all that sweet footage. Step yos, you're gonna text us that footage at 503-409-8714, or you can send us a DM on Instagram, and we'll get the footage right there. And step three, we're gonna take that footage, compile it into a sick video that you can watch next week on live stream. That's it from Bro Montana. Deuces, my gooses. Hey, thanks for sending in those videos, C1 and C2. Those are awesome to watch, and I can't wait to see your challenges from this coming week. But to continue our story, Joshua is desperate, right? He's been winning this battle so far, and he's got more fight in him, but he knows if the sun sets, he's probably going to lose this battle. And so Joshua prays for the impossible. This is how our story continues in Joshua 10, 12 through 14. It says this, On the day the Lord gave Israel, the Israelites, victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Aijalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. And it goes on to say, the sun stayed in the middle of the sky and it did not set as on a normal day. There has never been a day like this one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. Now, church, did you, did you catch that? Don't miss this because this is huge. Joshua just prayed for the sun and the moon to stand still in the sky, and it happened. 
Yeah, 15 words, and it affected the cosmos. Because God moves in impossible ways, we can pray for the impossible. And from what I see from this story, there's two big things we can learn about the nature of impossible prayers, and here's the first one. God is honored by our impossible prayers. Like we read earlier in Joshua 10, 14, there has never been a day like this one before or since. And some people, when they look to this story, they say it's literally impossible. Like, there's no way this could scientifically even happen. And to their credit, they bring up some good points. So if you don't mind, I'm going to get old Bill Nye the science guy on you for a minute. Um, and let's talk about some of those points. I, uh, I ordered this on Amazon earlier this week, and I thought it was going to be much smaller. Not mad about it. So if you know anything to be true uh, about how our solar solar system works, um, or you're paying attention in science class at all, you know it's not the sun moving in the sky that causes the uh, sunset and sunrise, but it's the earth spinning, right? So then why did Joshua pray for the sunrise to stop, the sun and the moon to stop in the sky? And even if Joshua didn't know that this is how the solar system works, did God actually answer his prayer? Let's take things a step further. Maybe you know that the world is spinning at about a thousand miles an hour. Have you ever been in a car when someone slams on the brakes when you're not anticipating it? Parents, you're looking at your your students who just got their permits right now, and students, you're feeling a little called out. Sorry. Uh, Now imagine going from a thousand miles an hour to zero instantly. Yeah, I don't know if Joshua or anyone for that matter would survive that kind of whiplash. On many accounts, you could say that this story is impossible. Now, yes, there are lots of parts of this story that don't add add up to be true with what we know about science, but isn't that true of all miracles? And yes, this is a seemingly impossible story. There's no denying that. But does that matter when we talk about God on the move? It's important for us to see, church, that this isn't a story proving how our solar system works, and it's really not even a uh, a story about the power of Joshua's prayer. It's a story about the power, might, and creativity of God to pull off the unimaginable. I ask you, church, are you willing to pray for the impossible so that God can bring honor to his own name through your request? Because God doesn't need your help to show off. He can do that on his own. But by even making impossible prayers an option for us, God is giving us another way to live out our greatest purpose in life. To bring honor and glory to God's name. Simply by asking for the impossible and stepping aside so that he can do it. God is honored by our impossible requests. Can I get an amen? (laughs) I'll pretend like I heard you through your screen. Uh, So here's our second point that we have from this, is not only is God honored by our impossible prayers, but God honors our impossible prayers. Uh, It says in Joshua 10, 14, surely the Lord fought for Israel that day, and God fought for Israel by answering Joshua's impossible prayer. And here's the coolest part of the story. That that same God who answered Joshua's prayer, who fought for Joshua and Israel, that same God, he fights for you too. And he wants to fight for you. 
It's something that's true throughout the entire narrative of the Bible, that God loves you and cares about you so deeply that he's willing to fight for you day in and day out. And because of that, he wants to hear your deepest dreams and your, your wildest requests of him, your, your wildest desires, because he cares about those things. First Peter 5, 7 says, put your anxieties and worries on the Lord, for he cares about you. And because of that, God honors our impossible prayers. Now, I want to ask you a question, but I, I want to ask it gently. Have you ever prayed a prayer about something that mattered incredibly to you and God hasn't answered your prayer how you want him to yet? I know that might be a, a painful question for me to ask, but I really think it's important we talk about it. Sometimes God answers differently to our prayers than we anticipate him to or want him to. And, and sometimes he answers on a different timeline than we want him to. But I feel for you. I hear you. And I relate with you. I have some of those prayers of my own. But I think it's important for you and for me to see that Jesus himself insisted when it comes to those kinds of prayers to keep knocking to keep talking to God about it because he wants to have a dialogue about those things because at the very least, you could continue to talk about it and if God gives you a no or God gives you a not yet, uh, he could at the very least give you a why behind that no or not yet. That's a way that God honors our impossible prayers as he keeps the conversation open. And sometimes for us, we're too afraid to make a bold request of God, an impossible ask, because we're afraid of how he might respond or how he might not respond, or because we think that maybe it's just too much to ask. But we shouldn't cut ourselves off from God doing the impossible in our lives just because we're afraid to make the prayer request of him. Let me give you an example to illustrate that point. Let's say for a minute that you just won a sweepstakes to have a world-renowned chef cook you any meal. Uh, some of you who are watching just perked up a little bit. Uh, now, dishes that other chefs think are nearly impossible, this chef can pull off with ease. You want a souffle? Nearly impossible. This chef can do it. Bananas flambe? Some say it's impossible. This chef can do it. Uh, you want turducken? It's like the Russian doll of poultry, this chef can do it with ease, even though some people say it's impossible. And when it comes time to make your request, you go back and forth with a few big things you could ask for, but ultimately, what you decide what you're going to use your request on is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You're not even going to ask for, like, him to cut the crust off or something? <laughs> nah. You're not even going to ask for, like, a fancy sandwich, like a panini? Nope. You just ask for a plain old peanut butter and jelly sandwich on Wonder Bread. <laughs> I know, I know. This is a, it's a silly illustration, but it gets to my point. How often do we ask and pray for peanut butter and jelly prayers when we could pray for the impossible? Because God honors our impossible prayers. We should have the boldness and the confidence to pray for those things and, and put it into his hands to see how he will respond. But don't cut yourself off from God doing the impossible in your life. Now, we're about to wrap up, but before we part ways, um, I want to do a little bit of recap. Because God moves in impossible ways, we can pray for the impossible. And God is honored by our impossible prayers, 
and God honors our impossible prayers. And if all that's true, which it is, then here's my big question for you today. Are you willing to pray for the impossible? Maybe for you, you, you don't know what your impossible prayer is yet. And that's okay. You've got some time to figure it out, but let me give you a few examples. Maybe for you, your impossible prayer looks like praying for a friend or a relative who doesn't know God. Maybe they walked away from him at one point in their life, or maybe they've never known him. Maybe they don't want anything to do with him. But are you willing to pray that impossible prayer that God meets them exactly where they're at and shows them his undying love? Will you pray that prayer? Or maybe for you, you have a broken relationship in your life that could use a miracle to heal. And maybe you need a miracle to forgive that person or for that person to forgive you. We all have those relationships. Are you willing to pray that prayer? Or maybe for you, uh, it's a victory over a, st a struggle in your life that you could pray about. Or, or maybe it's something completely different. But are you willing to pray for the impossible so that God can bring honor to your impossible request? And maybe for you, you know exactly what your impossible request is. And maybe you've been praying it for a while now, but I, I encourage you gently to keep asking God about it. Keep knocking and keep the conversation going with him because he will honor your impossible request by continuing to allow you to dialogue about that thing. And maybe we could learn from Joshua's example where he took a very personal prayer and made it a very communal prayer and he prayed before all of Israel for the sun and the moon to stand still. Maybe for you, a great next step is to reach out to a friend or a family member and pray that prayer with them. Maybe you've done that before, but maybe do it again. Or reach out to us. We would love to pray with you. Whether, whether that is uh, by reaching out to our uh, website, samalliance.org. That's actually the best place to get uh, a prayer request to us. Go to our website, scroll down to the support tab, click there, and let us know how we can be praying with you and for you. We'd be honored to pray the impossible for you. But are you willing to pray for the impossible so God can do the impossible in your life, in the life of those around you? Now, we're going to wrap up, but first we'll sing one more worship song together, Waymaker, which is an awesome song to be singing uh, after this message. But if you want to sing this song as we wrap up, by all means, sing your heart out. But maybe if you just need this time to be a, a reflection time for you to uh, think about what your impossible prayer is, or maybe just pray that impossible prayer. Use this time how you need the most to honor and glorify God and put your faith, hope, and trust in a God who can do the impossible. Thank you for joining us on the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. We are a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. If you have a request that we could pray for, please email us at prayers at salemalliance.org. If you'd like more information about this podcast or other resources, please visit us at salemalliance.org.